Hello and welcome to Taboo Talk, the podcast brought to you by Boots that asks the seriously awkward health and wellness questions so you don't have to. I'm your host, Vogue Williams, and today we're talking about what it's like being a dad. It's a monumental life event, one that's filled with excitement, anticipation, and yes, a fair share of uncertainties. Yet despite the profound impact it has on individuals and families, there's often a veil of stereotypes and stigmas that can cast a grey cloud on your journey into fatherhood. Together with my incredible guests, we will break down these barriers and discover how they've redefined fatherhood on their own terms. I'm joined by my first guest, Ollie Locke. Ollie is a television personality and actor known for appearing in E4's reality series, Made in Chelsea, Celebrity Big Brother and Celebrity Hunted. Ollie and his partner, Gareth, have recently welcomed two beautiful twins by surrogacy after three years of trying with several heartbreaks along the way. We also have James Bai on the pod today. James is an actor and well known for his role as Martin Feller in the long-running British soap opera EastEnders. James and his partner Victoria have four sons, with the youngest being Baby Rufus, who they recently welcomed into the world after years of struggling to get pregnant again. They share insights about family life on Instagram, at Life with the Bais. Well, first of all, huge congratulations to both of you. You look exhausted. <laughs> That's really kind. Thanks. <laughs> but it's true. Well, James is talking to you, Ollie. So I feel very fresh. We feel great. So your babies are 17 weeks, yours three months. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Wow, you really are in the thick of it. So how does it feel having an extra baby now for you? You're on baby four. Yeah, baby four. So, uh, I mean, it's... Honestly, think this is probably, believe it or not, our easiest one because we do have the assistance of the older Oh, kids. that's nice. So Free they babysitters. come in, they jump in and help out when we need to, to put him down to you know, clean or the other things you have to do in life. Oh, um, no. So, yeah, they jump in and help. So that's that's been quite nice. And Ollie, you, uh, well, you jumped in at the deep end. You've twins. That's true. Yeah, that's the first first. <laughs> you chance. know no difference. Like, great. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't know any difference. And also you thought, that's what everyone says to you. They're like, we don't know any difference. We yeah. do, there's two. Yeah. Like there's, there's two <laughs> of everything. Not only mentioning like, like packing up the car, like doing anything like that, double feed, double cost, everything is just yeah. a lot. The double cost, like, because uh, the full whack of that at the very start, double clothes, double yeah. everything. It must be mad. Yeah, we were looking through schools the other day and we are like, ah, it's, really, it's not too bad. And we're like, oh, actually, it's double. Yeah, double that. Yeah, and then when you think about flights and everything, I just, yeah, God, that is a lot. And for four, that's why I'm kind of like, would I have four kids? And then I booked flights last week and they were so expensive. I was like, is something wrong? Yeah. I'm flying EasyJet <laughs> from Luton. What's happening here? When you're taking up like, an entire row of a plane, yeah. then you know, maybe now we need to start wearing condoms. Yeah. You, ever, you ever see that meme that's like, we all want to know what Kevin McAllister's dad did to take yeah, all those kids yeah, to Paris yeah. that time. It's genius. Yes, like, it's so true. But a lot of people think that much of the like parental role goes on the mother. How do you feel about that? Ollie, obviously, you've, you're two dads. Yep. So how do you like navigate that? Who does what? We kind of try and do everything we can at the same time. In sync, I'm definitely yeah. chief bottle washer. That's something that I, for some reason, oh, got pushed towards, which is so boring because there's so, so many boring. bottles a day. <laughs> that's that's in boring. Um, but yeah, there's it's it, it, also the person going down in the morning to go, Oh, do you want to go and get the bottle? The person upstairs is actually on the worst part of it because there are yeah. two children screaming. And that's not ideal. So. I know, I don't know which one I'd prefer. You need to get that bottle machine up by your bed. It's not the worst shout, actually. I yeah. Quite know Any extra time? Because you're too tired. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? How do you and your partner share roles? So, so at the moment, Victoria's breastfeeding. 
So yeah. she breastfed all, all the kids. And I have to say, life is quite easy for me in the first few months while she's breastfeeding. So I get to sleep as much as I can. I'm still in bed. I'm still in the same room. I'm not yeah. I'm not that out of order that I disappear yeah. and get a full night's sleep. I'm there in case she needs me. But yeah, so she'll breastfeed Rufus through the night. And Do then, you just sleep through that? I find that fascinating. Listen, between between us here and everyone watching, um, <laughs> I don't sleep as well as, as obviously I did when he wasn't in the room. But I would never tell Victoria that because that is a conversation you just don't have with a with a mum that's been up all night breastfeeding. Well, I'm glad you she won't say, find yeah, out. I've slept fine. I'll, I'll take him. But yeah, no. So that My happens. husband would genuinely be there like dead asleep. And I'd look at him like, how is he sleeping through this? And he wouldn't wake up at all. Yeah, but that's, I mean, you know, Spencer knows what he's doing. You keep your eyes <laughs> yeah. shut and when you, know, you, you wait until it's proper, like in your ears screaming, when she holds the baby over your head, yeah. then you wake and go, oh, I didn't know you was awake. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, then I'll take him down in the mornings and, and, and try and get the rest of our troop of children ready for school and stuff and and try and let Victoria get at least an hour's sleep before. An hour's nice, but even an hour a block. Poor Ollie has had two two hours sleep last night. Two hours sleep. You wouldn't look, look at him, though. <laughs> Gorgeous man. Very kind. You are beautiful. I'm starting to feel that that's fading quickly. <laughs> and I need to go to doctors, certain doctors I need to go and see quite soon <laughs> because it's been a while. Definitely. Yeah. How do you feel, though, because you're two dads, so how do you, does your parental roles work? Like, you know the way it's... it's I, I think... I personally think that roles are changing a lot, that, like... There's no such defined role that the mother stays at home and minds the baby and the dad goes out and works. I think it's more interlinked now. How do you find it? It is. Well, that's something, again, it's years ago when gay marriage got, got set as a precedent and it was all very exciting and everyone was like, this is amazing. I feel that like they gave us a slice of the pie, but not the whole thing. Yeah. Um, which is great. It's a great start. But silly things like uh, we, if we were in a nine to five job, it would just be, we would just get two weeks off each. So there isn't, oh, yeah, uh, you don't yeah. get the, the year as a woman does or whatever like that. Oh, really? No. So it's, all no. Very, it's a bit, it's a bit of an odd situation. Um, and so it hasn't progressed in a way that it should do. Yeah. Um, so how so, did you work that? Was one of you's got to be off fully? I, I no, we worked straight. We went, we, we haven't stopped working at all. Yeah. Well, we immediately worked. Wow, that's migrants. I didn't even know that. That's yeah, crazy. I mean, I took like three weeks because there's no maternity yeah, leave yeah, really in our job either. Yeah, absolutely right. But like, do you, so that you guys just share it like equally? Yeah, as much as we can, I think. Yeah. Like, he's got his own bits. He's kind of got a beer brand and other stuff. I've got other stuff that we do and, and we've got a podcast and all that kind of stuff. So it's all, yeah. it, you, you kind of just keep going. Yeah. Um, but you do that with a bit of help and anyone that says, can I help just for a day? You go, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yes, please, please, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> we don't get many of those people asking us about <laughs> yeah. like, when you've got yeah, four that. kids, people, they, <laughs> they suddenly disappear. <laughs> I can understand that, though, because my brother has three kids and sometimes, like, I went home last time and I was like, they can come up for a play date. And they came up and I thought, oh, my God, there's too many kids in my house. I don't think I can have them again. Yeah, <laughs> I love them when they're in your house. <laughs> I know, I'm looking forward to Christmas. Where we, I think we've got about eight children in our house this, this Christmas, so we're hosting for the first time and that's going to be a big one. Oh, my God, you're like, hosting as well. Silly, boy. silly idea. Yeah, but it's like that or packing up and going with the twins oh, around the country. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually stay at home. People can come and see us and then we can tell them that when we need to. Yeah, that's, that's probably a bit move. worse. Now, there's there's a thing that women, when like when their baby's born, you feel like that they really bond with their baby. As a dad, how do you find bonding with a newborn? Because you just said your wife breastfeeds a lot. So I know my husband just felt like he kind of was pushed out of it because the baby's constantly with the mom. Yeah, I think to be honest, uh, funnily enough, I had a conversation with a friend of mine who, who's in the similar sort of age. Um, they've just had a baby similar age as Rufus, and he asked those questions, and it's their first. And he was like, "What?" And I was like, "To be honest, the first six months, from my recollection, before Rufus, it was like 
the baby doesn't even really want you. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it, it, and 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 I thought to myself, well, what? You know, why is that? And obviously, because like Victoria breastfeeds, so like you say that that makes that instant bond. Mm. Um, but we, we 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 looked into that loads, and uh, like we did skin to skin with with me as well. When as soon as the baby was born, and made sure that that was happening. But yeah. I feel like you do that when the baby the, instantly the baby's born, and then I think certainly with Edward, my oldest, I didn't really do it again. And I was like, what? And then I thought, well, why not? Surely every every moment you can when you yeah. get out of the bath, put him on you, and I do that. And and there was a moment recently where uh, where Rufus, so he's three months old now, and he he just turned on me. He was like, I didn't want, I, I couldn't pick him up. He would scream every time I went near him. Oh. Um, so he just wanted Victoria, Victoria, Victoria. And I was like, you just can't have that. Like Victoria's got a life; she wants to get on with it. So I I was like really militant, and I and I was like, no, no, no. Like you, we are we are doing this, son. Me and you. <laughs> so I had the day. I was like, go and have a coffee, and I was just me and him, and I did everything I could. I was dancing around, like dressing up, everything I could to try and just get him to look at me and and smile. Yeah. And it didn't happen day one, <laughs> but but by about day three, like he did start to sort of smile, and I could hold him and I could put him down, and um, so. It is, it is work. I know it sounds silly. Like mm. you do have to put a bit of graft in sometimes, and it's it's, it's frustrating. But um, yeah, I think you and, and just be aware of it. That at the end of the day, babies probably aren't going to want. Certainly, in our situation, when you've got a mum that's breastfeeding, aren't going to want. Yeah. I've got milk. I mean, I've got a pair of boobs, but yeah. he, I think he's quite aware that he's getting enough in front. Of him. Um, they do give it a go. Yeah, he's yeah. tried. Yeah, but um, they do. So, yeah. We get that quite a lot. I mean, yeah. our, our, our yeah. babies have never been breastfed, yeah. and yet a natural reaction from an animal is immediately they're trying to suckle on. And yeah. it's so interesting because that is we've got very few things in life that are still animalistic to humans. And yeah, yet that is one thing that they know from day one. Yeah, yeah they really do. How was your bonding journey? Because obviously, you had your babies by a surrogate yeah so that yeah that, I suppose that is a, that's a different what happens situation. they just get ha- like because my friends had a baby by a surrogate and basically they just take the baby straight away like the, the, the surrogate wasn't there kind of thing absolutely right um it almost, I'm horrible to say it now, but it's almost like Chana and Monica, uh, Chana and Monica, when they got their baby, suddenly they, they say yeah. goodbye to Erica and Erica's is, is gone. And you're like, yeah. I'm not sure that's how adoption works anymore, but maybe it did back then. But um, it is, surrogacy is, is a lot more like that. But ours were in NICU for five weeks. Oh, wow. Uh, first of all in Durham, then Sunderland, then Chelsea Westminster. So for us, that was, and we were with them most of the time. Yeah. And so you are bonding, but that's a it's a weird kind of bonding because someone else is looking after them most of the time because it's that's nappies and that's everything and that's their constant twenty four hour need as a as a premature baby. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was as soon as we got them home, we went then ah now we have to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been we've been changing them through kind of what looks like an ET machine kind of yeah. thing, like you like like hazmat suits almost like, and so when when you could do that with wires, I think you can change a nappy anywhere. Yeah. But. You then go, okay, we're home, it's just us. And at that point, it it's good, but they always say by seven weeks, if it's a full-term baby, then they give you something back. And there's a smile, and there's something wonderful. And you go, oh, by the time you want to walk out and leave your partner, yeah. uh, you've finally got some resolve of some sort. That has not yet happened. So we've had the baby, they're 17 weeks old, and yet we haven't smiled or giggled or anything yet. Because they were born seven weeks early, Absolutely. Were they? So yeah. they're probably only, what, six or seven weeks old, like whatever that would be in the yeah. term. So that's, yeah, we're still waiting for that real But that bond. will happen. That's going to happen any day, that sort it's of thing. The and best it, is a cha- as well. it is a game changer. I hope Definitely. so, because I'm ready to leave. <laughs> <laughs> you can come and stay in my house. Yeah. I have a spare room. I'll come for a couple. <laughs> How did you find your emotional journey becoming a dad? Um, that is a, is a question. Um, 
Because well, you went through such a because I remember we spoke on this pod. We, we did a different series that we spoke on when you were trying to to get pregnant, mm. and so you went through a really difficult journey to get pregnant. So like you've all that, and then and then you become a dad. How did it feel when it finally happened? It was amazing. It was incredible in lots of ways. I don't think it hit you immediately because I think we've been waiting for so long and you're like, well, this well, this is it now. Like Now you have them. Yeah. And you realise that life very much has changed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we, the surrogacy journey was hell. Yeah. That was our fourth round of IVF in the end. Four, wow. Yeah. And it prob- around the, probably it cost us hundreds of thousands of pounds to do it. Because it's, it's just the yeah. rules in Britain are so bad. We try to get, we're not allowed to see the face of the egg donor. Still, at this point, we still don't know the face of the egg donor, won't ever see it. Because I remember you were going to get an egg donor and you showed me a picture yeah, of her. I yeah. was like, wow. They didn't work. I, know <laughs> I want that, her. That's why it was really expensive. We had to go to um, America, then Mexico, then made them Mexico. Then we couldn't fly them back to England, the embryos, because we had seen the egg donor's face. So we had to fly them to Cyprus what? because that's legal out there. And then none of those embryos worked. We ended up back in London, which is the, the old rules that you're not allowed to see the egg donor's face. So do you know any any of the like uh, history of the egg donor or no? Literally one? eye colour, hair colour, what she did as a degree and a little statement from her, basically. Wow. So there's not an awful lot we know. Uh, however... They seem pretty cute at the moment. (laughs) I think she's hot. I think she's hot. I did. I I must admit, I did actually say. They say, okay, what are you looking for as an egg donor? They say, are you looking for someone that looks just like your? I said, without sounding like a knob, I was like, all I want is someone really beautiful. I was like, we can we can teach them the rest. (laughs) But it does help life being pretty, and I was like, I want them to go first front first. Really give it a go. That's what you would do. You go into a bar. You're not going to be like, oh yeah, they're unattractive. I'll make sure I mate with them. Like no. If you're choosing, I suppose I remember because I did it. I did a TV show and we were over in a sperm bank, and they were like, "Choose your ideal sperm." And I'm like, six foot four, green eyes." And poor Spenny, he's not six foot four. Spenny and me, I think. I chose a different man. Um, you, how was your journey, James? Because you had a, like a tougher time trying to get pregnant the fourth time. Yeah. Uh, so the yeah the, the fourth time was was tough because so 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 with the first one. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was an actor, but I was an out of work actor. Yeah, we were skinned the pair of us, and uh, I was, I was scaffolding, I think, to, to to earn some money. And then she, I came home from work, and she was like, pregnant. <gasps> and it, this was, it wasn't a surprise. We were like, shall we try? But didn't think it was going to happen that quickly. I think it happened like literally the next month. We were pregnant, and um, so that was a massive shock. So then I had to go and get a real job. So then I ended up going selling. I was a, as a sales rep selling shampoo. So I was driving around. <laughs> honestly, I was driving around um, hair. What do you call them? You know, uh, hairdressers in, yeah. in Manchester selling shampoo because they gave you like sick pay and yeah. maternity pay. And I was like, I've never had that before. So I had to sort of get this real job. Um, and then, but I'd say like emotionally, like I was like, I was cold. You know, as a you know a, a southern lad from London, I was pretty closed off. As soon as he was born. The gates opened and I was crying at everything. And I swear, like, that really helped my acting. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been I was able to cry. It's emotional like, memory. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just like, just remember the day was born. <laughs> and now, I'm, honestly, I'm terrible. Victoria's watching telly and I'm like... <laughs> and it's an advert for, like, Colgate where the mum's brushing the yeah. teeth for the first time. So that was changing. And then, obviously, we were really, really lucky, like, with the, the second and third with Louis and Hugo. We didn't have any problems. Um, similar sort of thing. We got pregnant. Uh, we just got pregnant quite quickly and then with Rufus we had two miscarriages um, which were quite close together and 
we were sort of umming and ahhing whether maybe this is the right decision. Is it a sign? Should we should we not? Should we stop? And and um, and then uh, and then we did Strictly. And then I got uh, the job on Strictly. I started yeah. doing Strictly. And um, and we sort of stopped. We were like, do you know what? Let's just focus on this. And Victoria had started like our own little business, and that was going really well. So we were like, now's not the time. I think I was three weeks into Strictly, and she sat me down. And I, I didn't know what she was going to say. I thought she was going to be there. Are you having an affair with your dancer? <laughs> that, I thought it was going to be that. Thank God she didn't yeah, ask. And, like, <laughs> and, uh, and then she was like, I'm pregnant. And I was like, what's that now? You know, like, you're like this. I mean, don't get me wrong. We were like over the moon, but we were both yeah. looking at each other like, what? This is crazy. And, um, and of course, because we'd had those miscarriages, the first few, like, week, well, the first few months are really sort of stressful because you just don't know like you know she'll have a pain and you're like are we going to lose it again yeah. are we gonna lose another one and so they were really really tough first few months and then obviously you know you you sort of go through the step you know the, the milestones and you get to, to was it three months and then you're like yeah and then you get to the next and then he was born so then it was like yeah but yeah it was an emotional journey I think that's something that we weren't prepared for but yeah you just sort of come together in those times and, you, and, that, and I think that's when you realize you're with the right person when you go through something as intense and as yeah. as emotional as that and then realize that such a stressful and upsetting time as well oh, and same for you yeah like, like that was a really tough arduous road a horrible journey like, yeah. it really is like, like but again what we weirdly we've kind of opened our minds slightly to be able to talk about this because I feel that we've kind of got a doctorate in fertility and and, yeah. and infertility uh, over the last three years which has been amazing because we are lucky enough to have this community online which is where I always send people it sounds silly but don't underestimate Instagram there's a lot of horribleness there but there's also there's a lot of people that want to help and want to give you advice if there's something that you're yeah. going through and yeah. I always if anyone reaches out to me and says I'm struggling with this when it comes to surrogacy I will always answer oh I love that because it's important surrogacy over here is so difficult as you were saying as well it's not like being in America it's just yeah. it's wild how nothing has really changed yeah, even even between genders as well, even between sexes, you can't like it's there's indifference and inequality between that. You can't. So oh, yeah, we're not allowed to see the egg donor's face, but women are allowed to see sperm donor's face. Like just oh, yeah, basic yeah. stuff that's that that just doesn't right. make any sense. Gareth and I have to go to Gareth's not on the birth certificate because the, theoretically she's the mother, and if she was if she was married, which she's not, the surrogate, it would be his surname would be the kid's legal surname even though he's not biologically related at all and he'd be on the birth certificate until we have to, in a couple of weeks' time, go to the Royal Courts of Justice, go to the oh, High Court really? and adopt our own children. What? So, yeah, and so then we have to, then the birth, original birth certificate gets ripped up and it's a high judge that will sit there and, and say whether we, whether we are or not. I mean, we are. There's never a, a, a situation where it hasn't been. Yeah. But it, there's been tricky bits, yeah, certainly. So your attorney's still ongoing. Still ongoing, yeah. And that's just to have our birth certificate, our names on the birth certificate. Yeah, that's wild. How are you finding, though, your responsibilities? You were saying, obviously, your life changes when you become a parent, and it really does. How are you finding, like, how did you find it when you had your first child? You'd no job. How did you find your responsibilities as a dad? Did you just, like, embrace them, or did you find it really difficult? Uh, I, both. I think you ju you just have to jump in, and and, and Victoria was 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 a brilliant mum in the sense that she kind of let me do it and let me make mistakes. You know what I mean? Like simple things like changing a nappy. I mean, yeah. 
you'll know you peel it back the first time and you're like right just whip it off straight away let's get a new one and of course the minute you take that nappy away it's like everything comes out and yeah. you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, cutting it. I'm like oh nature's nappy right there do you yeah. know what I mean and absolutely and it's in the face and you're just like oh and so um so yeah and, and, I, and I love that about her that she let me make those mistakes and, and 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 listen there's so much so much stuff that you've got to remember but ultimately I think you're in it together you make the mistakes together you know you you, you you, you enjoy your successes together and, and, and tomorrow's another day and it starts again. And yeah. so, and that's how we've done it with all of them. And I don't know, they all seem to be. Oh, I did, right. I I did look down right. a second ago and I was like, I didn't have anything like that. I had tuna and a baked potato for lunch. And I was like, that could well be crap. I was like, it <laughs> <laughs> will be. Ollie, I, Ollie is smelling strange. I'm not, yeah, that's There's it. nothing like when you, when you do the school drop and you're like, what is that smell? And you've got shit on your, oh, you've got poo on your ear. You know what I mean? Oh, come on, man. It, I mean, but you're immune to it. I've become slightly immune to it even this time. I know, but you're sick on you and everything. It's just, that's just the way it is. I'm not worried about sick at all anymore. That's no. Apart from the, it's, we're on goat's formula. So it really, it does stink oh, really gross. horrible lovely. we tried it the other day we were like I just think milk in general reeks it's just not very nice it does um, becoming a parent is it can be a really emotional journey how are you finding your emotions you were saying today you've only had two hours sleep that you had a little cry today I think you need to I don't even think it's a little cry it was quite a long yeah, cry I think it was going to be nice a, it was a good <laughs> I reckon 45 minutes and I was holding holding my daughter's head and this is absolutely true but this is the reality of it everyone out there understands this you sit there and you're like for some reason I am so emotional. Again, don't get onto the advert situation because it's something like if Parkinson comes on and talks about life insurance adverts, I'm a mess. That would be a situation because automatically becoming a parent is something that just changes, I think. Yeah. And I don't want anything to happen to you. You're just heaven, but also you're driving me mad. Like, absolutely. Driving. I can't hate you and love you enough in that one moment. And it's just. I am I think, loving the honesty it's here. It's true. But I think, like, the, the tears, and like you say, you do get frustrated. I'm, you yeah. Know, like that, you know, I'm sure mums do as well, but you do get frustrated because you're like, all I'm trying to do is help you. Yeah. You are crying and you have been for a while. Let's work together here. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get that nappy changed nice. and we'll, we'll, you'll be sweet. But, but you're right. I think you do have to t- cry because that, that's the release. And then you go, I feel better now. Or yeah. whatever it is, we'll walk out into the garden and just shout to them. Yeah. Because those first few months, they are, they are, they are They're so hard. They, they are, are so, so hard. hard. No one really tells you. Like, I remember when we had our baby, I thought, my God, my mom did so much for me. Like, yeah. she really did. Yeah. I didn't think she did that much. Um, some women struggle with postpartum depression. Ha- and some people say that men wouldn't or the dads don't. How do you feel about that? I think it Has it, it affected either of you? Again, I think with, with, with women evidently go through a lot more than, than we do. Not only... I mean, you guys you have ridden the dragon for a while, but we, the hormone levels go up and down in such a huge way. Even during our surrogacy journey, our surrogate was sometimes Lumpy. I'm like, oh, I'm not speaking to her today. She is in a foul mood. And I'm like, and then her husband texts me, her boyfriend texts me, and was literally like, yeah, you don't have to live with it. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> sending flowers your way. <laughs> I love you. Please keep. Um, but that, yeah, but yes, I think we have had moments absolutely in the struggles of having a relationship as well. And we all know that. It's mm. not the easiest thing once you have... We've never, we are, never argued, really, before we had a baby yeah. or two. And we're arguing more than ever, which is just meaning that we need to spend more time together. Just us. Yeah, you always... That's always something that you say. You're like, we need to spend more time together. And then, like, doing it is... 
And then you've got nothing to talk about when you do because you're only with each other. And yeah, you're like, yeah. and you're having dinner and you're like walloping it like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, and you're like, why are we rushing? We've got someone watching the baby. Like, let's just enjoy our meal. I yeah. find doing that all the time. Oh, we went out for dinner recently and uh, and we left the restaurant after like 35 minutes. The manager ran in after us and he was like, is everything okay? We were like, yeah. <laughs> he thought there was something wrong with our meal. We were like, we just have to get home. <laughs> it was lovely. What about you? How do you feel about postpartum depression for men? Um, I mean, again, I feel very fortunate that I, I've not dealt with it um, personally. But I think, like I was saying earlier, that that, that that the closest I've come to it is probably that feeling of the, the baby's not wanting me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I'm like going, come on, mate. Be, yeah. You know, be, be best pals. Hello. <laughs> but, um, but apart from that, yeah, I, I, I think it's, again, very fortunate that my wife lets me do a lot. I think we've yeah. got friends that, that the mum becomes a bit controlling. They're like, you haven't put the nappy on properly. Or, oh, well, you've not done this right. Or you've not got the copper popper. Copper popper. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the zips. Get the zips. I the copper popper, mate. Once, <laughs> when that came along, it changed. So clever. <laughs> so simple. Um, yeah, so, so, so I am lucky. And I think that helped as much as I think some of my dads are like, oh, but, you know, oh, look, James has got to go and do the change. And, you know, whereas they get away with it but I'm like yeah. I do know what you're saying like my life is probably a bit harder because I am so involved yeah. but that's how I want it I wouldn't have to, you know what I mean I wouldn't have children to yeah. not want to be involved in those moments you know don't get me wrong I love the dancing about and all that but I think actually being involved and bathing them and, yeah. and things like that you know I'm quite looking forward to when Victoria's done with the breastfeeding I quite I don't mind a feed I feel like it is really yeah. You know, bonding to sit there and, you know, watch the sport and, and have them. Yeah. So I am looking forward to that. I feel like the roles have changed, as we were saying earlier. Like, everyone just has to chip in. Mm. Um, how do you manage... I love this question when it's not directed at me. <laughs> so it's for you. <laughs> how do you balance it? You work, how do you do your social life, look after the kids? How is it working for you? Well, social life is, is, is relatively non-existent. Yeah. And we've accepted that. And to be honest with you, I'm not even that bothered about it. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. quite happy sitting in box setting it up. Yeah, you know, with three bottles of wine and three. <laughs> <laughs> um, but work, yeah, work. Obviously, I'm you know still still filming, so um, we we're very fortunate. work now. Feels like a day off, doesn't it? Yes. Don't don't, don't <laughs> let's not break that secret. Yeah, no, absolutely. Going to work is definitely a break. Yeah, and um, but we've got so we've got help. So her, Victoria's parents live like really close, and, oh, and that's, that's new. So they're from Manchester. So they've moved down. Fools! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I think because now we've got four, we are outnumbered, and they yeah, bless them. They they uh, they uh, they do help out a lot, and that is a, a game changer for us. So that's that's a huge help, but and that allows me to go to work. So <laughs> yeah, I know, lovely. I need to try, and I I have to go to the pub every now and then. I know that sounds yeah. really silly, but it, this is something I can't go from going out five nights a week or whatever like that with social stuff and dinners and all that kind of stuff to immediate cold turkey that is when you will get the problems I think yeah and I, I'm not an, I'm an, a night owl completely and always have been oh really not very much so so not night clubs but I do like going to a bar and yeah, sitting there yeah, and yeah. talk to my problems kind of while they clean the dish, <laughs> clean the glasses and then slide me a slide me a drink uh <laughs> Show me, it's one of those things. Um, but I do every now and then have to do that, and that's kind of once a week. I, I, Gareth has his time at home without me driving him mad. Yeah. And yet I can go to the pub and I come home it. at a reasonable hour. But Well, you have to because you're too scared to come home at like four in the morning. Well, that's I, your whole week ruined. I would be ruined. Be it's the way. petrifying. <laughs> How did you how do you handle the sleepless nights? Like today, how are you? What have you had on today? You've had two hours sleep. How did you get through today? <laughs> Um, I'm surprised you didn't cancel on us. That was 
I no, I'm, I was fine, but I, I know you just have. Again, we've we've all been in this industry for a while. Yeah. Like you know, this is something that you need to do. You crack on. Yeah. Like I always think. I know this sounds really silly, and I'm not comparing myself to her or anything. But you know, you know when Katy Perry broke up with Russell Brand, <laughs> and she's yeah. there in the documentary, and she's sitting there like crying, and suddenly <laughs> she comes through, and she's like, "Way!" Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. one of those things. I'll be crying in a cab home. <laughs> Forty-five minutes can turn into like an hour and a half of tears because that is it's it's like I, I you get your little high and then I'll go back. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But again, this is human. This is human stuff, and yeah. it's it is it's hard work, but you just do it. But yes, in our entertainment world, is that you've kind of got to keep a smile on. You have to switch it on. And what about your nap or anything like that? You kind of like I I always said to my husband, I was like, why don't you go sleep in a different room because I have to wake up anyway. There's no I've point said that to your husband a few times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like so you stay there I, I like I was happy he did stay because like I find it lonely at night when you're yeah. breastfeeding on your own but like how do you deal with sleepless nights and having to get up and remember lines how do you remember stuff I, I, I mean I've I've been doing it a long time so I just don't think it's just automatic pilot in a way like for me yeah. learning lines and, and so you could be really tired and still remember yeah and like you say you know work's a break so I can get there and, yeah. and, and we tend to have breaks when we're, where we're filming so I can have a little you know half hour and, and, and catch up where um, where I need to but I mean I, I feel like I've, I've over egged the pudding with the, the I don't sleep I don't get me wrong I'm getting six seven hours you know, but oh just, that's yeah, lovely that's what I mean yeah. I'm, so, so I, I'm, Ollie, I'm oh doing alright so lovely <laughs> I, know, I, must have, I shouldn't have said it should I like, I've got a night nanny tonight I do have a night nanny tonight oh lovely on the way here I was like we are doing it I was like I need sleep I was like I've got to do something really busy tomorrow like, but, but in all honesty like sleep deprivation is 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 the thing I think ultimately you yes you've got children causes you arguments to, though as well that is that is is what it is mm. it's sleep deprivation it's trying to function on a couple of hours sleep and not just on one day but like we're talking months and months of it like I don't think we, me and Victoria's having this conversation the other day I don't think she's had a full night's sleep she hasn't since he's been born oh, no. I mean how been do 10 you, years how, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> 10 years of like no but I mean so it is seven even, months though at least seven months yeah. of like well like they'll, they'll only wake up once and like if they wake up once you're just like oh my god that was the most amazing thing in the world. That will happen for you. It's going to happen soon. It will. Everyone that's gone yeah. through this journey understands. I think, and it's just it, we're, this, it, we're just in that mad position yeah. that it is in that in that world. And being our first, we, there's a, been a lot of revelations. That, and and Your that's first what you with learn. two as well. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully, hard. when they get when they are in their own room, and hopefully one 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 wakes up, it, it, it might the other might. When they're in their own room, you're like, wow, you are actually really loud and noisy. And mm. it's like they take their grunts to another room. But with your romantic relationships, how yeah. do you keep them kind of on track when you've got, you both have newborns? How are you doing it? I bet that we do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we went to farmhouse last week and absolutely nothing happened. <laughs> I tell you what, I was like, oh, we've got ourselves a lovely cabin. Really excited about it. Nope, nothing. <laughs> Just Outside shower. No, nope, that's sexier. my bar. No, yeah. yeah, sleep is far more sleep attractive. Is, yeah, sleep is the new so You read you ball book and I'll read. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. No, so I mean, he's still in our room. So there's the like. Yeah. Of an evening, we're done, like, you know, half eight, nine o'clock. I'm not even talking about, sorry, your sex life. I'm not just, even talking about romance. that. I'm just talking about, well, We like, went straight in the deep end. Yeah, yeah. Just, Boys. Yeah. God. <laughs> they had a, yeah. So how is your, like, romance? Like, how is your relationship? Is it, like, try, I, I just always found that we were snappier with each other at the start because you're so tired and you're trying yeah. to just remember, okay, it's a fleeting moment. I'm not actually annoyed. How do you, like, yeah. stay together as a team, basically, going through something 
really difficult. Yeah, we made our mistakes with the first couple. So we used to be like that, you know, with the first couple, the first couple of kids. We used to <laughs> argue all the time and we, we were like, what, what are we meant to be together type stuff? And I think, you know, you learn from experience, didn't you? And, um, and now we've completely understood that the only reason we're going at each other is sleep deprivation or the kids yeah. to, you know get, get on your nerves whatever so so we're we, we're very forgiving now like our forgiving tolerances are quite high so if she comes in and just has a meltdown at me for no reason i'm not going to take it personally yeah and storm out now i'm just like okay you know let you're her obviously we'll, really yeah, grumpy yeah, we'll run the garden a couple of times we'll come <laughs> back and then we're fine yeah um so so i think that's really helped and and just being far more understanding and, and ultimately we're in it together aren't we like i need her probably more than she needs me in that sense so i don't want her like having a bad day because yeah i mean i've got more to do yeah. <laughs> so yeah. i need her on site you um, need her to sleep a bit um ollie have we spoken a bit about your journey so there's lots of questions here I won't ask you. <laughs> but uh, you did open up about the challenging laws around surrogacy, but also the cost. Like, how expensive is it for somebody to have a baby via surrogacy? If you are a... And this is why I will be starting to champion and and um, reform this soon. Mm. And I have been doing so. Is that if you're a low-income gay male family... In Britain, wanting to become a family in Britain today, um, and Ireland, you would not be able to do it, basically. You couldn't do it. So yeah. I know someone that they could afford the eggs. They could afford the eggs, which is probably six or seven grand, if you go through the London Egg Bank, wow. which is, well, we did it in America, it was about 45. Wow. 45 grand? Yeah, because you chose which one you wanted for the eggs wow. alone, which right. didn't work. How many so, eggs do you get? We started with 21, ended up at five, after they developed and, yeah. and got to blastocyst. Um, however, it, there is no way you could do it. So friends of ours have actually used their, the grandmother of that child, that baby. So the, the mother of the person. So, yeah. So you're allowed their to mom do, their mom got pregnant for them. got pregnant for them, yeah. What, what age was the mom? 52. Which is the, wow. Which is the cutoff. You're not, you're not allowed to do it after 52. But they used their mum because that's the only way they could do it to not have that up to 20,000 bad expenses. Like they used the other mum though, not his mum. Used no, yeah, no. They used they, yeah. It was it was the two, it was a gay couple, and they used one of their mums. Oh wow! To carry, so they she carried her own grandchild. So wow. six or seven grand though. That's just for the eggs. Then Minimum. how much would you have to pay a surrogate if you were to? You'd have to leave the country yeah. to pay a surrogate. Uh, yeah, so in, in America, it would probably be a hundred, hundred and fifty grand to do that. Oh, gosh. Um, wow. If you are doing it in Britain, it's up to twenty thousand pounds expenses. So um, your friend did it for you. Yes. Wow, that's yeah, our friend Bex did it for us, but that was. But we only got to know her through Instagram. Really, like we didn't know. She reached out after watching Chelsea and said, and then she became a really good friend. And in that six months that we spent together, we went okay, and and then we, she offered, and and we were like, yeah, let's do it. Wow, that's amazing. Because in America, don't hasn't there like websites? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You can just it's a transaction. Well, if people are getting one hundred and fifty grand, like that's a huge amount of money. Do you think there's a stigma around people using surrogates? Yeah, of course there is. Do you? Oh my god! You, uh, some of the things I've been called on Instagram and stuff like that is fascinating. Like what? One, one of the most popular ones is a human trafficker, and I don't Stop. quite know how I'm doing that, but apparently, apparently that's what we're doing. With People are insane. Like, insane. Yeah. It's just like a human trafficker. I know it's completely insane. Um, but there's so many things that you you're, you get called because Do you think as well because you're same sex it. though that people have more of a stigma around it. Yeah, I think a lot of people think that you're using that woman and basically forcing her to do it. Well, it doesn't work like that because in Britain you have to 
you have to offer yourself to do it. Yeah. You can't solicit, etc. So again, she came to us and asked us to do it because she wanted to do it. And there are people out there that want to do it for other people. They enjoy being pregnant. They they uh, they love the process. They want to help someone else. Yeah. Um, and you have had to have had children before to go through that process. So it's not that. Oh, so she's had children. So she's had two before. Yeah. And wow, so it's that kind amazing. of detached, yeah. detached thing. So you don't have to. Yeah, so not too much of a worry, but. It is. A, it's a whole rabbit hole. Of this. So more, like I knew people though that like so. went to, they had their their embryos in Ukraine, and then the war happened, and the embryos moved to all these different places. They've had the baby now, but literally the embryos went everywhere. It's just because of the laws in Ireland as well. Absolutely. Um, this is wild. Your dad shamed because you couldn't tell your twins apart. Only for a <laughs> minute. <laughs> I literally like, honestly, I, I'm so used to Babies all look the same anyway. <laughs> they're they're twins. They're 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 very similar. I know then they're, they're boy and girl, but they do they do have the same shaped head. And that's something that it, it's it's not a problem, but I, I did it to, I was on camera and I said, Well, she's looking wonderful at the moment, whatever they're like this he and I was like, and then I went back there three minutes later, I said, Well, it's all right, I'll take him then. Well that's her. And I was like, Oh god, this is, it was it made the edit shockingly. But it's it's true. I didn't know I didn't yeah, I didn't yeah, you oh, often. No, you're also you're tired. Forgiven for that. I mean, if I get if I get shown a picture of of one of my, you know, when yeah. they were young, I go, oh, look at Edwin. My wife would be like, that's Rufus. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They all look the same. Like, I don't know, maybe especially I'm twins, same age, yeah, exactly. and you're you knackered. Can't, you can't be shamed for that. You know what I mean? They're the same people size. are so, so people actually shamed you about that. Yeah, grow up. It's uh, just one of those things that's a bit like, come on, like poor Ollie, the human trafficker. I know, I know right? <laughs> right. <laughs> My God, but you went through such a massive journey. Like it was years and years. Like I can, I can remember sitting in here with yeah, over there I talking about Malin, it. Yeah. How did you feel when you finally got to hold them in your arms? And a boy and a girl. By the way, I'm thrilled for you. That, honestly, it's a lot, and I can't wait for for holidays in the future when we can all kind of be in the same room and all the yeah. kids can meet each other. It'd be really sweet. But after all of our journeys together that we've had, me and Vogue have known each other for an awfully long time, yeah. and me and Spencer even longer. Yeah, so it's weird. Um, Imagine our kids throwing sand at each other. That'll happen soon. It will happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. mummy. Yeah. <laughs> you did it to my child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basic. Um, but yes, it's it's been yeah wild adventure. Um, Holding those babies for the first time was extraordinary. And at the time I was doing this YouTube stuff. So basically I was recording and I, I wanted to, the first time I ever touched my babies, I wanted to put it on camera. So I literally, I held my phone and I just saw my finger shaking. And Aww. I was like, this is the first time I'm ever touching, ever touching this human that is yours and you've created. And yeah. I just, for me, that was just magical. And they were in NICU for a long time and every day. And this is something amazing about NICU actually. Uh, no, no, to the intensive care, if anyone doesn't know, but it, basically it's all the intensive care for kids. Um, but um, you walk in there and there's everyone from different worlds. You've got every different religion. You've got every different, um, um, from every part of the world. And as soon as you walk through those doors, no one cares about any of that. And they only care about you and everyone else as child surviving and thriving. And so opposite us, there was a lady in a, in a hijab. And then there was a very hardcore lady next to us, whatever like that. And we all became friends. And where in society's eyes, that might not have worked. Yeah. It worked beautifully. And we were a gay couple. And it just all of us just looked after each other like you would do in any other thing. So actually, it all got dropped at the door, which I thought was absolutely extraordinary. Something I really took from yeah. Nikki. How did you find, though, like, what was the most challenging thing becoming a new dad? Especially to twins and to premature twins that were in NICU. 
the phone call at 4.30 in the morning after they were born to say that he is not doing very well and he was rushed from Durham to Sunderland, blue lit, because he wasn't breathing. Oh, wow. Was one of those moments of life that you, you never want that phone call. He's a stubborn little bugger. And <laughs> it was actually, or he's always been like this. From day one, from that moment, he is the laziest boy in the world. Hmm. And <laughs> he got there, got to Sunderland, and the, cord was, the tube was put down his throat and into his lungs. And he looked and was like, no, thanks very much. Ripped it out and breathed normally. Because he was like, no, 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 I'm for it normal way. And, and he's always been like that. He's a real pain in the ass. I love him, but she's yeah. really chilled. He's really hard work. Yeah. Uh, but that was the hardest moment of one, of, one of the hardest moments of my life, that phone call. Because mm. at that point, you don't know what's going to happen. And that's the last thing you ever want to hear is about. Super scary. For you, James, you were trying for three years before mm. you had your fourth baby. Four boys. That's crazy. And boys are more difficult than girls, I, I find. So. Yeah. Ooh, no one says that. Well, I can't, <laughs> yeah. I've got nothing to compare it to. But yeah. yeah. You're just going through a tough time. Yeah. How was going through that whole process, like fertility? Um, we did go and see fertility doctors and if there was something that maybe that changed with me or, or Victoria. And um, and that's when we obviously we got pregnant twice. And we were like, oh, that's amazing. And unfortunately lost them. And then we, like I said, we didn't give up. It wasn't that we, we shut the door on the idea of having another baby. Just relax. It was just like the way that life was going. We were both getting very busy. And maybe, you know, even if someone said, oh, you can have a baby, maybe we would have said, maybe now's not the time. Yeah. And such is life. Then, of course, that's the moment that, it, you know, you do have a baby. And, and, and that, yeah, so that's sort of the way it was. I think a lot of people think that we chased, we were chasing the girl. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because everyone, you know, we had three boys and was like, oh, you're going to try for a girl. Mm. And there probably is a part of us that we both would have wanted a girl. Yeah. But that's not why we, we did it. Do you know what I mean? It's a weird, it's a weird one. And, and, and I mean, listen, we were mad to do it because all of our kids were at our nappies. They were yeah. all coming down in the mornings, feeding themselves. You'd gotten rid of the boogies. We were there. We were done. <laughs> we, could, we could go away, for, you know, for a weekend and leave them with the grandparents. That was, our life was sweet. Yeah. And then we decide to have another one. And now we're back. You know, we're back in it. We're right. That's what my concern is. I don't want to go too far away from it. Otherwise, exactly. like, it's well, just... Well, I think four years probably was that year too far because we, we'd, we'd seen the light. You know? Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. We were free. It's dark again. And now we're in the dark, yeah. <laughs> um, but I lo I, we love doing it. And that's why we, 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 we had another one. But yeah. It's, it's so hard. Full on. So hard. How do you divide your time between four kids? Oh, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, to be honest with you, it's an ongoing challenge because my eldest has got to that point now where he suddenly he wants to be a professional sportsman. He doesn't know what he wants to be a sportsman in, <laughs> whether it's football or tennis. But he he's like, you know, he watches these guys on telly and and he thinks this is this is me. This is you know. Yeah. And um, be so thankful it's not Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got off like me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But he so now so he wants me to go out and play football with him in the garden or tennis or whatever. So that's hard, especially when they're. Toys, like, oh, wait, can you just have Rufus while I go and have a bath? Yeah, and I'm like, oh. and then it was like, oh, you don't even, you don't want to come out and play football with me. And so it is, it is finding those moments. So, I, what we do now is I, I have one on one time with them, I make sure they know, right, tomorrow night, me and you, we're going to the cinema, or me and you are going to go, yeah. into London for the day, or um. You can't do it weekly, but at least you can make an effort to try and do absolutely, it just the odd yeah, absolutely. time. And then when you've done it, make sure that you remind them that you've done that for a good couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? Do you remember the other yeah. day? When <laughs> I took you out there and we spent that amazing time together. 
just remind them. So yeah, no, it's it's like it's, it's four kids. It's hard. It's, yeah, you know, it is hard. The great thing with Rufus is I can give him to Nan or Mum, and, and yeah, and I've only got three to mess around with. But yeah, I haven't got long before three he... at an easier age as well. Yeah, with Rufus though, his his uh, birth was quite stressful, was it? Yeah. So he, I don't know what it is, but you know, people say that that the more pregnancies you have, the easier they become, or certainly the the shorter they become. We yeah. were the opposite. Oh. Edward, who's our eldest, was the quickest one. Then it got longer. The next one was even longer. That's really unusual. Yeah, really that isn't weird. meant to happen. I know it's not meant to happen. Yeah, I thought you were supposed to sneeze and like the first yeah, one yeah, come yeah. out. But right. no. So, so with with Rufus, we it was like went into she had to be induced. Actually, that I mean, fourth baby she had to be induced. That's like it's not heard of very often. Um, and it was a long labour. It was very stressful. Bless Victoria. She she got to the point where. She just said, "Can I have the the epidural?" Because it was oh, yeah. so she had an epidural, which then they had to take out and reroute because they they got it wrong. She's had wires. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I was mm. an absolute mess. The midwife was like, "You need to go out of the room because you are not helping." I was on the floor like I just could see it. So she looked like something out of a horror film. She had wires coming. She couldn't even turn around. You oh, know, when God. she was having the the contractions and they, she sort of felt it the best position to get on her hands and knees and lean over, but she couldn't turn around because she was like, "Oh, that's catching here and yeah. on the drip there and." on, you know, all the monitors they put on. And so I was a mess. Like, I went and went out of the room and and, um, and then he was born and he was born really quickly. And there's one thing Victoria can do, she can push a baby out quick. So when it was time to go, he was out in two pushes, which I don't think they recommend. I think they they try and tell you to, to, to go with the contractions. So when the contractions come in, you try and fight it and let yeah. the body push it out. Am I right? So this is what the midwife is saying. Like she was like, sod that, and just pushed yeah. him out. In a, he was out in two. Wow. Which was amazing. So I was like, "Here he is," and, and he was away, and he was—he didn't cry, but he was pink, and I was like, "Oh, this is perfect. My son's here." And then uh, very quickly he went grey. Oh. And uh, and I'm looking at Victoria, and what's going on here? And, and the, the junior midwife who was there was going, "I'm not entirely happy about this." Called the other midwife back in because she'd gone off to get the towel. She was like, "Oh, all right, he's fine." Yeah. And he just stopped breathing, and and like there still attached to the cord and, oh, and, and, I, and I've cut all their cords so it's my thing I cut the cord Yeah. and she was like are you going to do this <laughs> this midwife shouting at me to cut the cord and then she was like hit that emergency button now and I, you know and you're like oh god whoa, 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 whoa. 30 seconds ago you'd walked off to get the towels you can't do this like you can't just change mm. your mind and now he's in so I yeah, smashed the, the button and look I'm going to I can't praise the NHS enough but 15 doctors were in that room within about three seconds and I'm not even exaggerating they were just bang in that room had him on the the, the little bed that's all warm and and you know I was I was an absolute I mean Victoria bless her, she was in shock but she was holding it together she was like what's going on and I was like ah! <laughs> <laughs> I did not help the situation I apologised to all the midwives in the room at that time there was some language um, and uh, anyway, I went over and, and, and no, I say that the, the NHS is just incredible. And, and within, I, it felt like an hour, but I think within about 30 seconds, he was coughing and breathing again. And But yeah, so that was not, I mean, for our fourth baby, you think, hang on, come on, we've done this for, you can't do this now. You can't bring it in now. We, we Surely we've done all the hard stuff, but. Yeah. Well, I think you need to speak to Darren Little or Rory or whatever and be like, I, I think we need to write something, write to the extenders who oh, yeah, work yeah. with us. Yeah, bit, uh, and be like, I think right. it's important. You need to you create this for emotional memory and you've got, like, there's a BAFTA there waiting yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> You're sure ready. I'm not sure <laughs> I'm not going to imagine. You're a dad to four kids. Yeah. Have you any advice that you'd like to even impart on Ollie as a new dad? 
from the sounds of it, Ollie, it sounds like he's an incredible dad already. Like, I just think like you're gonna like we've had this chat. You, you, the the normal stuff you're gonna make mistakes, yeah. nappies, putting the wrong outfit on, blah, blah, whatever. You know, like maybe the milk's a bit hot, like all that stuff. Like, it, it, it genuinely doesn't matter. Like, no one has ever grown up and gone to therapy because they've had too much love. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I just think if you if you can shower your kids in love, yes, you're gonna make mistakes. But like I said, tomorrow's another day. We start again, do you know what I mean? It's, and I think if you can just do that, mate, you're smashing it already. Like, you've been through so much. And I, I can tell that you love these kids, you know, with an inch of their life. So I don't even, that's it. Done. Yeah. I, don't, I don't honestly think parenting is that. Yeah. Just love, love and that's it. I Everything think, else will fall into place if you, if you can if you can do that. 100%. I think that's a really lovely thing to say. And I've never even heard that before. And I think that's really beautiful. It's a really lovely thing to say. I just... um. I think people need to open their minds as well sometimes. And some people, not everyone, obviously, goodness me, but when it comes to same-sex couples, we fought so hard to kind of have these babies. It's not on a whim. All yeah. we want to do is give these babies the best life that you could ever give. Because going through three and a half years of this, going through all the stress, the finances, the, the everything, um, and it just so happens that we're, I'm 36. I'm how I feel the right age, the right time to be a parent now yeah and yet just so happens with legalities and everything landed in those how many million years that humanity's been around kind of thing thousands of years um and yet we're at the right position legally and th th that we can be parents so we're actually incredibly lucky that we get an opportunity to do that yeah for starters would you have any advice for new dads you're a dad of twins uh, yeah wow. um uh, there's a couple of machines that are really good, I must admit. And that's just, that, that, make your life as easy as possible by going to buy the, buy the milk machine. Sometimes they're not ex they're expensive, but like, just do it. Buy the, buy the milk machine good is good. Ah, what I would say, I said, so, what, I, don't go and buy loads of new clothes for the first six months. Just being baby grows. Yeah. Because they are... I uh, love a little white baby girl on oh, a baby. Yeah. It's really, really <laughs> sweet. It's lovely. But I hate dressing them up at the moment because they're excuse me you were shopping before everywhere. they arrived yeah, in Portugal when I bumped into him he was like I found this brand I was like wow that's an expensive brand he's found <laughs> I mean it's fabulous and they look very cute and they're wonderful on hangers in their room but I tell you what they'll wear them once and, and that's it and yeah. but I, I know I'm, I'm, a lot of the a lot of them's gone gone away to, to charity this week um, however um, the rest all the really special stuff's being made into a patchwork quilt for both of them oh. for when they're older and I think that's really that's cute, a really lovely thing. That's yeah. very cute. All the special things that they have worn, photos of them and stuff like that. And that's that could be at the end of their beds forever. Yeah. I've got a tip for you. Yeah. This is a brilliant tip. If you're fortunate enough to have a washing line in the garden or some somewhere where you can get outside space, you know when they do the yellow poo and it goes up the back? Yeah. And you think, well, that's that baby go done and you throw it away or whatever. Because you just cannot get that yeah, yellow poo no. out, can you? <laughs> yes, you can. Wash it normally and make sure it's in the sun. Sunlight, really? yeah, 100% sunlight destroys that milky poo. Mm. There's a massive tip for you. And that will save you a fortune on baby grows. It was. I've, cut, I've lost a few to that now. Yeah, yeah. Yellow poo. <laughs> 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 what would you say are your most rewarding moments as a dad? That's a tough question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lots. Um, for me, I don't know if it's like the male thing, but like I love seeing the kids do something on their own that I've taught them. 
Yeah. You know what seeing them do it and go profanities. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> Running around naked like that. <laughs> but like so my so Hugo, who's my third, he is obsessed with cooking and I love cooking. So yeah. whenever I'm doing anything, he runs in, he gets puts his little penny on, he's like, I wanna oh. help, I wanna help. And um so I've taught him like to do some like just make pa- basic pancakes. And I came down the other day and, and he, the four year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's what I mean. So he, he's there, he's got the bowls out, he's got all the ingredients ready to go. And the eldest one is teaching him and he's, Dad, Dad how, many fl- how many grams of flour is it? And I'm like, I kind of like, you know what I mean? It sort of made yeah. me go, I taught you how to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, that, I, I think just something as simple as that for me just... It yeah. makes me like. Well, I don't smile. have huge amounts of them yet. However, <laughs> there is something that I really that I really. Your like. twins are three months. That's I fair. Know, Seventeen yeah. weeks. That's fair enough. But when they are crying, and sometimes we have them, I like, put them in my bed. Yeah. And if they're on top of me or whatever like that, and on my chest or, whatever, or just to the that. side of me, and they're asleep, and I know that they could smell us mm. around them, and they know. I don't know if ours is comfier, but well, I hope it is comfier than that. <laughs> like there's like a normal one. Like, ours is a probably one, um, but. <laughs> they, <laughs> you know what I mean, but they, um, they, they fall asleep and they just sit there and they're, they're really happy. And I'm like, that is that's joy. Mm, yeah. and that's something that we look forward to is that kind of that's we're now a family in the bed, and then the dogs jump up and suddenly you're like, it's Christmas morning every morning. Yeah, I love that. I do love that. Is there any concerns or fears that you have? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> Like a lot. Like this is it. We don't know what we're doing. Like yeah. we, you can, we can try everything you can, but you've got the, as new parents, we're trying to do everything right. But y- yes, we, I feel I mean, like the worry as a parent. Like you're just. I'm always worried. I'm worried. Like I'm like, what's he doing in school? And like, do they look after him? He's not going to go out there. I'm like, I can't help it. Just the worry. I think. Mm. Yeah, I remember. I remember with with Edward when he was he was probably about I don't know two, and he's gone on the climbing frame. And I always pride myself on being quite relaxed and a, and a chilled out fella. Yeah. <laughs> and since having kids, seeing him like on this climbing frame, it, suddenly this inanimate object became my nemesis. Do you know what I mean? I was like, and, and he went down the slide, came off the end of it and slipped and went back. I mean, tapped his head on, yeah. the, on the slide. I went, I, I started kicking the slide. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I've not got anger issues. But I, I mean, I nearly broke my foot. I was like, because this, you know, like it hurt myself. Yeah. You know, you walk away going, what am I doing? It's not the slide's fault. Stupid kid. I'll wake go, up. Kind of walk in the grass. But no, it's It'll be the best pap now. moment of all time. Yeah, just you booting right. a slide. No, people, a slide. He's lost like, the plot. Well, he's lost the plot. <laughs> yeah. So for me, yeah, I'm, I, I'm in complete agreement. I, I worry about everything. Yeah. If there's a swimming pool anywhere, I, like, I'll wake up. Like if we, we stay in my auntie's house and she had a pool, and I'd just be soaking in the middle of the night. I'd be like, Spenny, go check the doors. I'm locked. Just check it's locked. Just because I just start worrying about it if there's a pool anywhere. What would you say are the unexpected challenges? Oh, I don't know. Every day, every I think every day comes with its new challenge. I mean, I had quite a serious one. So, so he, uh, Edward had to have a have an operation when he was quite a young. I think he he was about eighteen months. Oh. And you just don't think about stuff like that. You think like it's such a hard journey. The whole thing's hard. Having raising a kid's hard. But then for them to, and he had to be knocked out. So we went in and we just thought it was going to be you know quick thing. And the doctor's like, so bring him in and hold the gas, hold the mask over oh, his face. And I was no. like, say so that what? And then I just hold him. And if he screams, that's good because the gas smells funny. Mm. And he'll just go he like the, the louder he screams, it means he's taking more air in. And you know you're like, what are you talking about? You. you. Oh. So anyway, it was you know he needed to have the operation. So I did it. And I, you know, like, then they were like, just put him on the bed and oh. say goodbye. 
that is what the nurse said Sorry. to me. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not oh, going to say goodbye. Oh, that would make me nearly cry. I don't think I'm going to say goodbye. I mean, I'll, can I, you know, and then they were like, you need to go now because this is only gonna, this stuff was only going to keep him unconscious for a bit. Yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that for me is a challenge. Like going back to the, you know, you no know, wonder I'm worried about this slide. You know what I mean? And yeah. The, seeing him go through that. But um, yeah, anything like that is 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 is, is, is heartbreaking. But yeah. What about you, Ollie? I thought it was going to be getting black cabs. <laughs> but actually, all right, because I was like, how are we fitting a double pram into a black cab? Turns out even the old school ones, they fit in yes. perfectly. You can get the in. The donkey. Do you have the donkey? The donkey. Yeah, the donkey's yeah, yeah. brilliant. And it's very it's good. It's one of the smallest ones you can get. Well, I, I, we haven't had trouble going through a doorway yet. That's actually quite... Don't yeah. they get through a doorway as well? We had a donkey at one point. Yeah, I'm sure they, they do. go through a door. You look they at me and go, there's no way that yeah, is going goes. through a normal door. It's amazing. Well, thank you both so much. I love that chat. Thank you. Well, that was wonderful. Thanks. Thank you for having us. And that's the end of another fantastic episode of Taboo Talk. We really hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much to my amazing guests, Ollie Locke and James Bai. If you enjoyed this app, please do rate, review and subscribe. Or if you're watching us on YouTube, please do like, comment and subscribe because it really helps. <laughs>